and welcome to the Legal Marketing Studio, a bi-weekly podcast devoted to examining successful marketing strategies driving new business development at law firms from the largest international firm to the solo attorney. The podcast is a production of Picture More Business, a corporate photography studio with a core focus on the legal industry. I'm Michael Meyer, the host of the Legal Marketing Studio. In this episode, there are two things that are going to be a little bit different. The first, some listeners may have noticed, this episode is going to go live on Tuesday, rather than on Monday. Uh, Second, normally at this point, I'd be introducing a guest. I'm not going to have a guest today. I'm going to talk very briefly about photography for law firms. This is sort of an adaptation or a loose adaptation of some remarks I'd given at the New York County Lawyers Association recently as part of a panel on digital marketing for law firms. Alex Acker, who was a recent guest on the podcast, and Chris Seleski, an attorney at Tolmich Peskin, put together a panel on digital marketing for attorneys, looking at various aspects of marketing, uh, as well as sort of the ethical considerations for attorneys in terms of their advertising rules. I spoke about photography, obviously, because that's my specialty, and sort of looked at the big picture of what the potential is for using images and then tried to suggest some ways that attorneys can frame these these questions for themselves about what their brand is and what that, that imagery around that brand might look like. So I'm going to start the same place I started that talk, and that's with some propaganda photographs from North Korea. And for the images and any links, they'll be in the show notes. Uh, so if you go to legalmarketing.studio, you can find the images that I'm talking about. So this image of North Korea... It's Kim Jong-un and a bunch of his generals standing around a nuclear bomb, which is a perhaps a strange place to start for talking about photography for legal marketing, but that's where we're going to start. And what I found fascinating about this article was that an expert audience looked at this photograph and took that photograph plus their accumulation of knowledge over time and pulled out an incredible amount of information from the photograph. The other side of that was that for non-expert readers of that photograph, there's sort of an emotional reading of it. It's a sort of a banal, goofy, and yet somehow disturbing photograph, even if you don't know what's happening. And if you, even if you don't have that, that expert knowledge. And I think that that's an effective way to think about the photographs you're going to use on your website as an attorney or in your social media or your brochures or whatever collateral or marketing materials it is. And that is that there are multiple audiences and some have very specific expert knowledge that are going to read those images in specific ways. And others, especially those who have more consumer-facing practices, your potential clients are going to read it in a more emotional way. So it's important that you think about both of those components of your photographs. And it's important to do this because photographs are sort of like jet fuel for digital marketing. They are a means of echoing and amplifying all of your marketing messaging. So anything you want to say about who you are and what you do and why you're better or different or special, images can make that abundantly clear in microseconds. And we all look at photographs, read them very quickly, and pass judgment So it's important that you make the best use of them that you can. So with that said, I'm going to step outside of legal just for a second to a research study done by ZocDoc, 
who sells online profiles to doctors and allows patients to search for those doctors on a number of criteria and then make appointments directly on the site. And their goal is to get doctors to stay on the site as long as possible, you know, to continue paying for these profiles. So they want the profiles to be as effective as they can be. And in, in some of their test markets when they were starting out, and I was working for them several years ago when they were still relatively new, they did some research because they saw that some profiles did better than others. And they wanted to know why those profiles did better than others. Uh, and one of their key findings was that good photographs, as opposed to average photographs, have a significantly better return in terms of appointments made and follow through. Doctors with good profile pictures had approximately 30% more appointments made, which is a pretty big difference. And it's a big enough difference that ZocDoc itself paid for the doctor's profile pictures because they knew that if the doctors were successful, then they would stay as clients longer. So it was an investment that they saw a return on. And this isn't just ZocDoc. Uh, LinkedIn did some research also, and they found, this was, I don't know, four or five years ago now, they found that profile pictures versus no profile pictures made a profile 10% more likely to be clicked through to. Uh, so good photographs have a positive effect on the engagement rate. Uh, Facebook found that photography has a much higher engagement rate than other forms of content. So posts with photographs get better click-through, they get more likes than posts that are just text. And blog posts that have images get clicked through to more. So if you have content pages and they have just text, you're going to get less traffic than you will if you have images. It's just our nature. People like pictures, they click through to them. And they make an emotional connection with pictures very quickly. Uh, and then just on a, a purely practical matter, if you look at uh, Twitter, if you looked at the new LinkedIn user interface, having pictures, having visual content gives you more real estate on a page. You know, that Twitter post has 140 characters, but if you can link to an image or a web page with an image, you're going to get more, you know, that it sort of self-embeds and you get more real estate. It's easier to be seen in that feed. Same thing with the LinkedIn newsfeed. Having an image, having a linked website that has an image, your post just takes up more space. So it's more likely to be seen. So that's why it's important beyond simply the power of communicating clearly and effectively and efficiently. There's a practical return on having that, those images in your materials. So I want to keep this brief. So I'm going to move to six examples. And before I get to the images themselves, I want to just quickly note that these aren't meant to define trends in the industry or to suggest one kind of image is more important or better than or more effective than another kind. I think it's really important that you really want to be looking at who you are, what your firm stands for, and then figuring out what are the visual cues that will communicate that. That's more important than having an image or being on trend, right? It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. What is it that makes you special and different and better? And what kind of image will best communicate that? So three pairs of images. And again, none of these are better or worse than any other. None are more or less effective 
they're just different. They're different kinds of firms, and the firms have different brands, so they're going to have different images. So the first image, it's a, a portrait on gray. It's a really simple image. It's a very simple lighting setup, but it conveys a sort of classic lawyer look without being boring. It conveys class and strength. And on a practical matter, it's an image that will work across practice groups because it is a large firm. And it's a an image that is easy to maintain across offices because the firm does have multiple offices. And because they hire frequently or relatively frequently, uh, it's an image that's easy to maintain over time, to duplicate time and time again. So this is an image that speaks to the firm's brand, but also speaks to its practical needs. And if you compare that to the next image, the second image in, in this list, this image is very different. It's an, it's an outtake. A couple of images in this list are going to be outtakes because I, I think they illustrate my point. So this is one that went a little too far for them, but I like a lot. This is an IP attorney. He had just joined the firm. This firm, a different firm, but they have a very similar kind of seamless, you know, middle gray background, formal attorney portrait. They wanted a a publicity, a set of publicity images for this attorney because he had a, a couple of big clients he came in with and they wanted to kind of highlight what he was bringing to the table. And because one of his clients, who you can guess based on the image, is a little bit cooler, is a little bit more fun. I tried to make the images a little bit more fun. So we have, you know, we did the sort of more standard stuff with out-of-focus backgrounds and, you know, playing around at a conference table. But I wanted to do something that also was very simple, really based on the lighting, and really felt very contemporary and fresh and sort of editorial. Uh, So I wanted this to feel like, you know, it could fit into something like Wired or something like Ink. Something that just had a little bit more buzz, a little bit more cool. So this image, you know, we, again, it's just a, a plain white seamless. It's really a simple light setup. It's the same light that I used in the previous image, but just using it very differently. And it creates a very different feel. It's more fun. It's more engaging. It's more upbeat. It probably wouldn't be right for most firms for like a formal portrait for the main portrait on a website, but certainly for a press kit for something that's content-driven, for an outlet that's going to be, or a channel that's going to be content-driven, something that has to compete with lots of other content and lots of other visual content, I wanted this to be something that would pull someone's attention. Again, it's not only what's right for your firm and for the firm brand, but it's also where is this image going to be used? How is it going to be used? And you know what does it have to, to do in that context? So that, that first set was sort of you know very clean, studio-like, seamless background kind of images. Uh, These next couple are more environmental. So these next two images, this is sort of what's been popular, what I've seen lately. Uh, Again, I don't think it's important what's on trend, but I will say that, you know, these kind of more environmental portraits are becoming more popular. I think a lot of firms are willing to move away from a more staid kind of formal portraiture. Again, as the last set of images illustrates, just because you shoot on seamless doesn't mean it has to be boring. So you can certainly create interesting images that are brand appropriate, that are brand aware in a, in a studio setting on seamless or on a neutral background. But I think there's this move towards more environmental type portraits. So this first image uh, was for a, a small to mid-sized firm. You know, so they wanted, they wanted this to feel very warm and engaging and 
you know, we shot in their offices to highlight their space. We kept the light fairly warm. We kept the color palette fairly warm. They are in the space and the space out behind them goes a little bit out of focus, but it's recognizable. And, you know, the way that they hold their bodies, the way that they relate to the camera, it's all very warm. It's all very engaging. It's very confident, which, you know, I think is nice. And comparing it to the next image, it's, again, it's very similar, very similar kind of environmental portrait. Again, warm and friendly. And I say warm. What I really mean there is engaging because you can tell in this image, the color palette is a little bit cooler. You know, something about this image that's interesting is that cooler color palette. Some research that I, I referenced at the NYCLA talk uh, by a, a curator and psychologist, Sujin Shin in Seoul. Uh, she had done some research several years ago. And one thing that she found was that images that tended to be a little bit cooler and brighter were more appealing in terms of, you know, they were the images that people wanted to own. This this image was for a a recruitment site, a, a mini site that the firm was doing or trying to bring attorneys and support staff into the firm. So they did want it to feel like a very fun, appealing place to work. Uh, and I think this kind of cooler color scheme helped to kind of foment that. It, it, it's a more appealing color. There's a lot of subtlety in building these images that don't have like a literal meaning, but certainly have an emotional connotation. So again, very similar images, but because they're being used very differently, because they're very different kind of firms, they're very different images. And then the third set of images, something I always recommend to clients, and not everyone takes me up on this, is instead of thinking of having, let's say they have 10 attorneys, 20 attorneys, whatever it is, um, and they say, we need, we need attorney portraits. The shoot should not be just that 10 or 20 portraits. There should be a component shooting corporate lifestyle because every page of your website should have an image. Every social media post you put up should have an image, right? Images get engagement. You want engagement. You should have images. So when you shoot the pictures for your website, when you shoot those portraits, there should be a component also creating a library of images for corporate lifestyle uses. And those might be the hero images on your website. And those images you might be shooting to a layout. They might be very specific, but they might also be, and they should also be broader. You might think I need the 10 portraits. I need three header images and that's it. What you should be thinking is I'm going to send out maybe not client alerts, but you're going to send out a newsletter. You're going to send out social media posts. Maybe you need 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 images uh, a whole library that you can pull from. And maybe they're not as polished. Uh, maybe they're not as specific in terms of what you're trying to communicate or they're not as specific in terms of what you're showing. But I think it's good to have these lifestyle images for other uses. Both of these images are outtakes. This first one, you know, you can see the, the dark paneling, the dramatic lighting, and it really highlights the attorneys. They, they really pop out in the scene this sort of drama, there's a sort of power to the image, which I, I find very appealing. But if you look at the other image, uh, it's much brighter. Uh, the contrast and the tonal structure, though, is, is contrasty. It's a little bit gritty in terms of there's some grain. You know, you can see the attorneys, rather than being in their dark suits, you know, their sleeves are rolled up. They're not wearing ties. They're 
right in the, you know, they're still in a conversation very similar to the other photograph, except it's a much more active kind of image there. It's much more dynamic. One attorney looks to the other who looks to the third, who looks back to the first. So your eyes moved through the image. Um, and they want, this is what they wanted for their images was very active, very engaged, very dynamic. That's what they wanted to be seen as. So we, we shot the images to feel dynamic and active and engaged. So again, even in very similar images, subtle differences can convey very different brand messages. You know, these aren't the full gamut of what you might do in terms of photographs, but I think that they lay out that there's different directions you can take your attorney portraits, your collateral photographs, that you should be stretching them into a library that they should be thought of as, you know, fulfilling multiple purposes in multiple channels. So I'm just going to conclude very quickly. The takeaways are pretty straightforward. One, don't look like everyone else. You really want to clearly convey who you are and what you stand for. Uh, and your images are a really easy way to do that. So make sure that you're really making the, f- the full use of them that you can by, by defining them very clearly. Uh, define who you are and then define how you can convey that with the images. Two, work with your your marketing partners, whether they're in-house or whether they're vendors, uh, whether they're strategic partners or whether they're, you know, more kind of nitty-gritty graphic designers. Whatever role they're playing, work with them to really shape the images and bring in the photographers early. You know, we really do have creative ideas. Uh, we really do understand how images work. And we can help you figure out what images are going to be most effective in conveying your brand message and also helping to really further your strategic goals because your images, all of your marketing material, all of your marketing content should come out of your strategic goals and support those goals. So bring us in early to work with that. And then remember that you have multiple channels that you need to fill with these images. So don't think of it as just one image or you know, one set of portraits, really try and think more broadly about, about needing a library of images and then commission them all at once. Think of alternate uses that you're going to want brand aware images for. Maybe you're going to have social media channels. Maybe you're doing publicity. Where will you need images for and where can you repurpose, reuse these images so that you get that much more uh, value from them? Remember that wherever you are able to place these images, you're going to get more engagement and better return on your investment, whether that's monetary, time, or what have you. I hope all our listeners have found this effective. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode of the Legal Marketing Studio. As I mentioned before, additional content, images, and links are going to be on the show's webpage, legalmarketing.studio. If you like this episode, please subscribe. We can be found on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and now on Google Play. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss on the show or know someone who might, please reach out to producer at legalmarketing.studio or via the contact page on our website. We have a contact form there as well. And if you're looking to see more of the images that we do uh, at Picture More Business, you can find our website, picturemorebusiness.com. We are a full-service corporate photography studio. We're located in Brooklyn, New York, but we work with clients nationally. Uh, And we have a particular focus on the law firm uh, segment. So we know what firms are doing. We know what your needs and concerns are. uh, And we're very used to helping law firms get the most 
the potential for visual communication. So if, if you're redoing a website, if you're promoting new hires, whatever it is you're doing, you know, please give us a call. We'd love to discuss collaborative opportunities. Uh, we'd love to throw some ideas around and hopefully we'd love to work with you. So again, thanks so much for joining me on this episode and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. 